0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, December 28th, 2014. Christmas cravings, we crave wisdom. Uh, So it's important to have knowledge when you're on one of those game shows, amen? Sometimes wisdom's even more important, wisdom to know when not to answer, yeah. So wisdom, that's our focus this morning. As we conclude our series on Christmas cravings, we crave wisdom.
1: Good morning, Connection Church. Well, I still want to say Merry Christmas because our Christmas starts like now. So we have Christmas family stuff all going on in the next couple days. Are you still up for it? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for today. It's a day that we get to hang out with you and with one another and still celebrate Christmas as we look at our final craving for the season, which is wisdom. Open us up, help us receive everything that you have in store for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody gathered said, amen. Mm -hmm.
0: So they say knowledge is power, whoever that is. And that makes sense because the more you know, the better decisions you can make usually. But it goes beyond that. You know, we just love to know stuff, don't we? Uh, To be able to answer questions. You know, just think of how many game shows there are that involve knowing something, uh, the number of, uh, like, board games, games you can buy from the store that involve knowledge, even trivial knowledge. Personally, my, my oldest daughter, uh, way back, called me the king of useless trivia, useless trivia. And, in fact, I, I even have the T-shirt to prove it. Uh, Barry gave me this a few years ago. So I, I've been there, done that, and literally... Got the T-shirt. Um, and, and, you know, it's not easy being king. <laughs> Takes a lot of work. Constant work. You know, sometimes I'm looking something up on the, on, the, on the Internet, and Carrie says, Alan, why are you doing that? And I have to remind her of the price, it, the price you have to pay to remain <laughs> king. Amen? Amen? Amen. There you go, Carrie. It's telling the
1: truth, that is for sure. All right, so it's important to remember that there is a big difference between knowledge and wisdom. Let's take a look at the definition of knowledge. Knowledge means facts, information, and skills acquired by a person through experience or education, the theoretical or practical understanding of a subject.
0: Now, wisdom, on the other hand, is applying knowledge, taking that knowledge, applying that, and experience, and good judgment to make sound actions or decisions.
1: And so wisdom uses knowledge, along with other things, to make sound decisions. Now, that's the secular definition of wisdom. When we look in the Bible, it takes on another whole dimension.
0: Now, we find the words wisdom and wise 408 times in the New International Version of the Bible. I didn't personally count them. I go on Bible Gateway, and it tells me that very useless, I mean, very valuable information. <laughs> They're most often, those words are found in the book of Proverbs, 111 times. And next, most often, is the book of Ecclesiastes, both of which are in the Old Testament. Ecclesiastes, 48 times you'll find the words wisdom or wise. It makes all the sense in the world that most of the, often you find those words in in uh, Proverbs or Ecclesiastes, because those were the two books written by King Solomon, King David's son, known as the wisest man to ever live, other than Jesus, of course. You know where w- was, uh, Solomon's wisdom came from? It came from God. Not from information, not from experience, not from education. His, his wisdom came from God.
1: Scripture tells us that Solomon had firmly established himself over his kingdom, for the Lord was with him. That's what we read in Scripture. The Lord was with him, and the Lord made him exceedingly great. Now, there was a time when Solomon spoke before um, all of Israel, military leaders, judges, and heads of family. When he stood up to speak, he went up to the bronze altar of the tent meeting, which was the worship space or place, and he offered a thousand burnt offerings to the Lord. That night, the Lord appeared to Solomon and told him to ask for whatever he wanted. It, um, if God gave you that opportunity and, and appeared before you and said, Hey, just ask for whatever you want. How would you answer that? Hmm, What would be number one on your list? Well, let's check out how Solomon answered that.
0: Yeah, this is what Solomon said. He said, "Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people for who is able to govern this great people of yours." And God said to Solomon since, "This is your heart's desire." And you have not asked for wealth, possessions, or honor, nor for the death of your enemies. And since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people over whom I have made your kin, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given you. And I will also give you wealth, possessions, and honor, such as no king who was before you ever had and none after you will have.
1: Solomon chose wisdom, (coughs) excuse me, wisdom and knowledge, you know, I, I just continue to reflect how might I have answered that question. Well, he chose wisdom and knowledge, and what's interesting about this um, wisdom of Solomon, the wisdom that we read in the Bible, it's a little bit different kind, it's a different kind of wisdom than what we talk about in the secular world, because the wisdom that we talk about biblically always, say always, always includes God, always, always.
0: That doesn't sound very definitive.
1: The wisdom, always. thank you, comes from God, and therefore <laughs> wisdom is so very different, that kind of wisdom is so very different than the everyday wisdom. We're reminded here in Scripture of a great little piece found in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25. Say it with me. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Just think about that. That's a very powerful sentence, scripture Mm. sentence.
0: John Piper is a pastor, writer, college and seminary chancellor. He writes about this subject on his website, DesiringGod.org. He talks of the characteristics of someone who has wisdom, and, and, he, and he quotes uh, Proverbs 9th chapter 10 verse, which was written by Solomon, when he talks about this. That, that Proverbs nine ten goes like this, the fear of the Lord, let me say that again, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight.
1: So the question is, what does it mean To fear the Lord. What does that mean? Because it's apparently critical in order to have knowledge. Fear the Lord. Piper gives us some insight. Fearing the Lord means fearing to run away from him. It means fearing to seek refuge and joy and hope anywhere other than in God. It means keeping before our eyes what a fearful Prospect it is to stop trusting and depending on God to meet our needs. The fear of the Lord is, therefore, the beginning of wisdom, not only in the sense that it is the first step in a wise way to live, but also in the sense that all the later characteristics of wisdom flow from the fear of the Lord, like a river flows from a spring mm.
0: fearing god also involves humility in uh, proverbs eleven two, 2 solomon said this he said when pride comes then comes disgrace but with humility comes say it with me wisdom
1: piper also points out that godly wisdom is hearing and doing hearing and doing god's word following god's word Is how we are delivered from unhappiness it's through godly wisdom that we find joy and it is joy that we crave but doing this we must humbly rely on God with everything humbly rely on God for help and we need to seek joy through God not through the world fear the Lord Fear of the Lord is foundational for all true wisdom. Hmm.
0: And wisdom goes uh, beyond God's Word. We read in God's Word, but we've got to be able to go beyond that. We must be able to use good judgment, discernment, and understanding when applying God's Word in novel or new situations. As Piper shares, it is by saturating our minds and hearts with with God's Word that we're able to bring spiritual wisdom to all situations, even those, especially those not specifically covered in the Scripture, um, uh, those we've not previously encountered ourselves. So we can bring that word and and kind of expound on that when we find situations that we aren't specifically uh, familiar with already.
1: I love that image of saturating. Saturating. Think about like a washcloth that's just saturated. Saturating our heart and our mind with the word of God. Great image. In the Christmas story, we encounter some people who are known for their wisdom. In fact, we call them the wise men yeah they're also known as the magi we actually just sang about them they're men who were scholars uh, scientists astrologers and they were really familiar with the heavens and so they were very very knowledgeable what is it that made them so wise let's see what scripture says matthew chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 after jesus was born in bethlehem in judea During the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him.
0: Okay, so first of all, they applied their knowledge and they put it into sound action and decision, right from our definition of wisdom there. Somehow they knew this star signaled the birth of the one born king of the Jews. Rather than sitting on that knowledge, they put it into action as they traveled to worship him. And check that out, to worship him, a baby, a child. How humbling would that be? Another sign of wisdom, to humble oneself before the Lord.
1: Well, King Herod heard about this, and he called the chief priests and the teachers together. If you want to read about this, it's um, Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. And so King Herod asked where the Messiah was to be born. He was told Bethlehem. And he shared that with the wise men, telling them to search out this child and report back to him, Herod, after their visit. You see, Herod was really fearful of this rival. He was in, you know, competition with his baby. And so he sought information because it was his plan to kill the child, to kill Jesus. The Magi proceeded along their way on the journey. They found Jesus. We read that they worshipped him. They offered him presents of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You see, God gave them wisdom through a dream, not to trust Herod. And they were wise enough to follow God's instruction, to follow what God shared with them they made the very wise decision to return home by an alternate route, avoiding King Herod altogether. Their wisdom allowed them not only to uh, follow God's leading to the star and humble themselves before the Lord, but also distrust the one who did not have the best interest of Jesus or them in mind.
0: Hmm. As we wrote this, we gave some thought to some times in our lives, uh, times especially when we're here at Connection, where we especially sought wisdom. One that came to my mind was this. Uh, several years ago, we had a second location where we met in the Sheraton Hotel in Dover. After a meeting close to a year, I guess it was, we were led uh, that we needed to shut that second location down, even though we still had 50, 60 people worshiping there. And so that was kind of a, not kind of anything, it was a very delicate situation on how to handle that. And so I prayed very fervently about that. And I didn't realize it until thinking about this, that those were prayers for wisdom, prayers that we might wisely approach how we were going to handle that situation in Dover. And, I, and God, God delivered on those prayers, I believe, and gave us some wise uh, um, leadership uh, on how to handle that.
1: In 2007, we bought land, which uh, I hope everybody knows about, just north on 71. And shortly after that, the economy just tanked. So we spent the next few years praying to God for fervently about when when do we begin to uh, really work hard and think about building a church and you know for gosh 2007 2008 then 9 went 10 went 11 we weren't hearing anything but we were praying and humbly kind of laying ourselves down in front of the Lord and there came a time where it became so clear it's as if the words were like planted. I know in, in my head and heart, the future is now. I mean, it was as clear as day, but that wouldn't have come if there weren't days and months and even years kind of laying prostrate before the Lord, seeking God's leading on that. And we had a very um, awesome future is now campaign where the money, thank you very much, is coming in work is being done and maybe it won't be next Christmas but the following Christmas we could be worshiping in our new church.
0: You know it's not always churchy things that, uh, that we find ourselves praying for wisdom um, gosh quite a few years ago now because I think it was that teal, the teal one um, I, I started praying even about like vehicles. God, Lord what, what car in our case what van should we should we buy? Please lead us. And it wasn't a prayer like, Lord, with four kids, Lord, please help me find a Corvette that six can fit in. <laughs> that, that wasn't the, the prayer. Um, you know, it was a, a real prayer of, Lord, show me the car that we can afford that's going to do what we need to do. Um, you know, I don't know what color, I don't know what year. I, with six of us, it's probably a van or a larger vehicle, but please guide me. And that's basically how we've approached it. Yeah, it's been very helpful.
1: So an example that hits pretty close to home for me um, happened in the last year and a half. Um, As many of you know, my mom was really sick and she stayed with us in her last six months of her life. There was a point where she, things just weren't right and so we made a decision that she would go to the hospital for some tests. So it was really, Just, okay, mom, let's get tanked up for the holidays. You know, it's gonna be really good. But there was a moment where I looked at her and I saw something different. And I believe I mean, I'd sat by her bed all night and prayed and everything was like cool. But then there was a moment, I remember it was like 11 (coughs) o'clock Wednesday morning. And there was an overwhelming sense that her end was really near. And I prayed some more and I went outside of her room and I had tears coming down my eyes and a doctor walked by and I said, I think I need to take her home. And he goes, yes, you do. And it was less than 48 hours that she went from this life and graduated to heaven. But that took the knowledge that I had as a nurse and the wisdom in trying to Humble myself before the Lord to know when it was time to say, Hey, mom, it was time. And she was ready to say, Yes, care, it's time. Maybe she was waiting for me. I don't know. But the Lord put that together so beautifully. Hmm.
0: You know, even though we crave wisdom, it isn't automatic, it doesn't just happen. So the question is, how can we, like Solomon, like the wise men, find the spiritual wisdom that we crave? Back to John Piper. He offers, he offers five biblical steps for finding wisdom. First step, and you might want to mark this down, if you have a pen and you have a little open space on your, on your um, program there. First step is we must desire wisdom. We've got to want it. And we've got to let the Lord know we want it. Proverbs 4, 8 tells us, Prize her, her being wisdom, highly, and she (laughs) will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. New Revised Standard Version of Scripture. We must desire and seek wisdom regularly. We must crave it, and we must ask the Lord for it.
1: So the first step is that we must have a desire for wisdom. The second step is that since wisdom is found in the word of the Lord, we must study it and meditate on it regularly. I want to say daily. We will never be wise in a biblical sense if we don't study and read the word of God, if we aren't familiar with what God says, if we don't know the Bible. So if we... As we read the Bible, it would be important to pray and to seek the Holy Spirit to guide us to understanding God's word in Scripture. In addition to reading the Bible, it's also important to read other books that help us understand God and Scripture better. And you might be thinking, okay, how am I going to do that? Like, you've already told me to read the Bible every day, and now you're saying read other books as well? Yeah, I am saying that. Now, listen to this John Piper points out that if we read 250 words a minute, and if you spend 15 minutes a day reading, you would read about 20 average sized books a year. That's a lot of reading. That's a lot of knowledge that leads to wisdom. So keep in mind, it's not an event, but it's a lifelong process.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you're not sure where to start in your Bible reading, we have something called the E100. Stop at the uh, the guest services. They'd be glad to give you a copy of this, and it'll kind of walk you through some key scriptures, and that'd be a very good starting place for you. Third. Third. Third after um, uh, desiring and and studying Scripture. Third is, in order to obtain wisdom, we should Pray. pray. We should pray. Solomon wasn't born the wisest man on earth. He prayed for wisdom, and God granted his prayer. The wisdom we're talking about here is supernatural wisdom. It comes from God. To get it, we must pray for it. Pray to the Holy Spirit, this may be new to you. Pray to the Holy Spirit, yeah. Pray to the Holy Spirit. It's a very powerful prayer, the Holy Spirit will guide you as well as give you strength and comfort as you seek wisdom. Seeking the Holy Spirit is crucial as you seek to be more wise.
1: All right, so number four, think frequently of your death. Uh, No. Do I have everybody's attention? (laughs) Okay, or to put it another way, keep in mind how short life is. We shouldn't take it for granted. Every single day is a gift. Psalms, which is um, kind of right in the middle of the Bible, Psalm 90, verse 12, guides us in this. Psalm 90 says, Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart, of wisdom. There's nothing like a constant reminder of how little time we have. And I'm not saying be obsessed with that or like oh no, you know, but just appreciate each day. That's what we're trying to say. And see each day as a gift. And when we do, when we value the day that God gives us, it helps us set our priorities right for the day. Keep our priority where they should be and our focus on God. Some of you may remember a series that we did on the book of James, and we uh, preached about YOLO, you only live once. Well, with the little time we have, what are the most important things in your life? Who are the most important people in your life? It would be important to also say is wisdom, something that you, you want and desire because it is godly wisdom that will help you put all of that together.
0: Finally, there is one absolute that you must, uh, must have in order to gain wisdom. We must have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. In the 12th chapter of Matthew, some of the religious leaders were asking Jesus for his credentials. They wanted some proof, some kind of miraculous sign to prove uh, who he was. And basically what he told them was this. You know, people came from far away to, to uh, connect with the wisdom of Solomon. Uh, the, those asking him for a sign should be aware that no matter how wise Solomon was, this guy, Jesus, was even, even wiser. It would be wise to, for us to know him, the one who is the way and the truth and the life. The, the wise men came a very great distance to meet and to worship the one who was born in Bethlehem. So should we. If you don't know him, we would encourage you to go to him, as the wise men did, in prayer. Pray that he would open your heart to the truth. The truth that he is who he says he is. And that if you're a sinner in need of a savior, he's the one that can save you. Open your heart to Jesus and he will meet you right where you are.
1: We crave wisdom. We crave wisdom. The wisdom that goes beyond the knowledge of the secular world that goes beyond the secular, but the wisdom of God. Because when we operate in that godly wisdom realm, everything just comes together. It's a wisdom that only God, through the Holy Spirit, can give us, and it only comes when we're hearing, when we're hearing through reading Scripture or through prayer and doing God's word it's not automatic so our challenge for all of us today here's the challenge seek God's wisdom in your life in every area of your life in your situation in your circumstance whatever's going on in your life right now seek wisdom ask for wisdom first thing second thing Make it a priority to seek God through scripture and study. We have a great opportunity to uh, get into that in addition to E100, to get involved in a small group if you're not uh, currently in one. You can sign up back. It's called Group Connect. You can sign up at guest services. All right, so it's uh, seek wisdom, Study the word. Pray for it. That's number three. Pray for it. And the fourth thing, claim Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because without Christ, we're just spinning our wheels, and we're not really living out the purpose that God has for us. So in our Advent series, we've been craving a lot. We craved hope. Then we craved craved peace, then we crave truth and joy and today wisdom. We hope that you've taken all this in and, and stored it in your heart and that you're acting on it as well. This is the good news. Let's believe it and let's live it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for sharing with us over this whole month of December those things that we crave and how to make it happen. And it's nothing that we do, but it's all through you. Thank you for filling us with hope when things seem very dark, for speaking truth when culture tells us all kinds of things and wants us to believe this and that, to um, give us your peace in the midst of tough circumstances and to fill us with joy despite what's going around, going on around us. And Christmas Eve love, craving love, thank you for sending your son Jesus. And it's through your Holy Spirit that we receive the wisdom. God, we are so honored and blessed to um, be in your presence this morning and we give you all the honor and the glory and the praise in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at connectioncc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com/connectioncc. You can also contact our church office at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church. Connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.